This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 6, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. Health savings accounts arrived to little fanfare, but they hold the promise of revolutionizing how we receive, pay for, and even think about healthcare security. Michael Cannon directs health policy studies at the Cato Institute. We spoke about the history, current status, and promise of health savings accounts earlier this week. Jeff Singer, in a recent Cato paper, used uh, medical freedom to make the pitch that uh, it used to be a widely respected right in the United States, referring, I think, to, to Thomas Jefferson having said, look, the freedom of speech is every bit as important as being able to make your own decisions about uh, medicines and health. And uh, he was using that to say th- that medical freedom was foundational, that it was absolutely critical to our rights as Americans. Uh, so what kind of system do we have now if that if those were the views of, the, of at least um, one of the more prominent founders? Well, we have the right to make our own healthcare decisions. That's a fundamental human right. They, the earliest Americans respected it well into the 20th century. But then Americans started losing their right to make their own healthcare decisions through a series of actions the government took, many of which didn't seem to relate to healthcare at all. And one of those was the creation of the income tax. The creation of the income tax may have done as much as anything that that government has done to violate our rights to make our own healthcare decisions. Among the innovations that have allowed Americans a greater ability to make those kinds of decisions for themselves, the health savings account. Describe what that is briefly. Well, first, you have to understand how the income tax took away our rights to make our medical decisions, uh, because health savings accounts restore the, a large measure of the rights that the income tax took away. Shortly after Congress created the income tax, uh, the IRS ruled that if your employer provides you health insurance, they were not going to tax that as income. But if your employer gave you the same money as cash so that you could buy your health insurance, then the IRS would tax that as income. You can see what that does. It creates a situation where either you buy a, uh, you let someone else control your money and choose your health plan for you, a type of health plan the government has chosen, one that's tied to employment, or if you want to take that money and purchase your own health insurance plan that you prefer, the government taxes you. That looks an awful lot like an individual mandate where either you buy a government-designed plan or you have to pay more money to the government, that takes away, that took away, shortly after the income tax uh, took effect in 1913, took away Americans' right to make their own healthcare decisions. Uh, it led to this employment-based system of health insurance that covers more than, uh, that covers 90% of Americans with private coverage and has increased the cost and reduced the quality of health insurance and medical care. Worst of all, however, it's violating our rights to make these decisions for ourselves. What health savings accounts do is they allow us to take that money that our employer is spending on our behalf and uh, take that as income without penalty so that we can make those decisions ourselves. So it's probably dramatically understated the degree to which uh, providing employers with this tax benefit fundamentally altered the relationship between individuals and their healthcare decisions. It really is. Right now, a typical family or a typical worker with family coverage through an employer 
sees their wages reduced by $16,000. So the employer can take that money and put it toward their the, the premium for their family coverage. Imagine if every worker with family coverage got to control that $16,000 and use it to purchase the health plan that they prefer, a health plan that doesn't disappear when you experience a change in employment. Not only would that provide better coverage to people, and not only would uh, the 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 a wage income of, of families across the country rise dramatically, but they would get better coverage and they would be much more careful about how they spend that money. They would demand price competition from employers and health care would be more affordable because we would have much more price competition bringing health care within the reach of more and more Americans. So the health savings account, we've uh, alluded to it a little bit here, but Give us the big picture in terms of what that actually delivers for people and their ability to make those kinds of choices. So uh, right now, health savings accounts are a very limited sort of uh, provision of uh, tax law. What they do is they let people who enroll in a high deductible health insurance plan put money aside in a tax-free account, the health savings account. To pay for their out-of-pocket medical expenses. So that money that goes into your health savings account receives the same preferable tax treatment as money that your employer spends on health insurance for you. So that's all to the good. It allow, allows workers to control part of their healthcare dollars without penalty, but it doesn't allow them to control all of their healthcare dollars. When you look at the entire economy, uh, that provision of the tax code that lets employers control your healthcare dollars and make your healthcare decisions. It, it allows employers to control $1 trillion of workers' earnings all across the economy. And health savings accounts have only let workers recapture about 4% of that money, about $40 billion. What we need to do with health savings accounts is expand them so that workers can tr- control 100% of that money. They can control all, all $1 trillion of their earnings that the federal government is now letting employers control or really coercing workers into letting employers control because the government will penalize workers if they try to take that income as cash that they control. So the way to do that is to expand health savings accounts so that workers with family coverage can put all $16,000 of the money that their employer puts toward their health plan premiums into the worker's health savings account so the worker can control that and choose a health plan that works for them. And if they want to stay in their employer plan, they can just give that money right back to the employer as premium payments. But the decision should be the workers, not the governments, and not the employers. There are a lot of, I, I think, underappreciated benefits to uh, health savings accounts. Of course, uh, I've had one since I began working at the Cato Institute uh, so many years ago. And uh, I think a lot of uh, you know, reasonably healthy young people uh, under the guise of uh, providing this money for uh, cash for paying out-of-pocket health costs. It's really underappreciated how much of an incredible savings vehicle it is. It really is. When you compare health savings accounts to uh, IRAs or 401ks or 403bs or any other tax-preferred savings vehicle, the the HSA beats them all hands down. You can use it as a savings vehicle. Uh, max out your contributions to the account and let that money grow tax-free, then pay for all of your out-of-pocket medical expenses with after-tax dollars, if you're able to do so, and still later take money out of the health savings account 
tax-free so long as you keep the receipts for your out-of-pocket medical expenses because HSA rules don't say you have to make those medical withdrawals, those withdrawals for qualified medical expenses in the same year as you incur those expenses. You can make those withdrawals anytime you want. So it allows that allows you to, as I say, pay for your out-of-pocket expenses with after-tax dollars. And if you're able to then to let that money grow tax-free, you can do that. But if you do need that money, if it turns out you know you, you hit uh, some hard times, uh, your liquidity constrained, you can take that money takes that money out of the health savings account as long as you have receipts to show that you did incur qualified medical expenses. And you could do that years down the road. The other upside for uh, health savings accounts, one that I, I think is also underappreciated by people who advocate uh, single payer or other uh, more central decision-making with regard to what you can get in terms of uh, medical care and what you can't is the fact that the cash in the customer slash patient's hands uh, has a potential to allow them to do shopping and perhaps change the behavior of medical providers when it comes to trying to provide a quality service for a, a reasonably low cost. So there have been experiments with the sort of incentives that HSAs create. Uh, and one of those experiments was in California among patients with hip and knee replacements. This experiment made them cost conscious about the, the price of their hip and knee replacements in a way that they were not before. Insurance companies did this. They made the patients cost conscious because the insurance companies couldn't get down the prices for these procedures. There are hospitals in California that have market power. They can set prices wherever they want. And the insurance companies just couldn't get them. You couldn't negotiate those prices down. So what they did was they said to the enrollees, look, Will, you can go to any hospital you want, but we're going to pay $30,000. And if you go to the, one of the high-priced hospitals that costs $60,000, that's fine, but we're only paying thirty, dollars and you're on the hook for the other $30,000. As soon as the insurance companies made patients cost-conscious, First of all, none of them went without care. They, they got the, the hip and knee replacements. But because they were on the hook for the margin, 100% of the marginal cost of these procedures, they started demanding price information in a way they never did when insurance companies were, were, were paying, picking up the tab. They started demanding price competition and they started changing their behavior and going to the hospitals that charged lower prices. And the high price hospitals took such a hit. They went to the insurance companies. They said, can we reopen our contracts? We're getting slaughtered here. We want to reduce our prices. And they ended up reducing their prices by 37% over just a two-year period. So cost-conscious patients drove down prices for these complicated procedures in a way that insurance companies just couldn't. Imagine having that sort of dynamic across the entire healthcare sector. Imagine how much more accessible we could make healthcare for, for everybody, but also for people who are really struggling to afford healthcare if we had that sort of price competition across the entire healthcare sector. The Cato Institute uh, conducted a few polling questions on health savings accounts. What were you trying to learn? The Cato Institute and YouGov recently fielded a poll that tries to ascertain the attitudes that Americans have toward uh, their health care and toward health savings accounts, how much they understand about how government has taken away their ability to make their own health care decisions. 
And we found some really interesting things. One thing we found is that half of US adults don't know that employers fund employee health coverage by reducing wages. Employers reduce wages for workers with family coverage by $16,000 in order to pay for those workers' health benefits. But 50% of US adults don't know that that's where the money comes from. They don't know that it comes from reducing workers' wages. A third of them think that it comes from reducing company profits or executive compensation. But that's not the case. Economists are almost unanimous that that money comes from reducing workers' wages. Most workers also don't even know that employers spend that much on health care for their workers. About three quarters of U.S. adults believe that employers spend less than $16,000 on health benefits for workers with family coverage. So really, the, the, the U.S. population, uh, uh, voters in this country, have no idea how much money they're losing control over because of this provision of the tax code that penalizes them if they want to control their healthcare dollars and make their own healthcare decisions. We also found that health savings accounts have broad popular support. Not a lot of uh, there are a lot of Americans who still don't know about health savings accounts. That's partly because their employer makes their healthcare decisions for them. It's partly because in order to enroll in a health savings account, you have to enroll in a qualified high deductible health plan. Not everybody likes high deductibles. But HSAs have broad bipartisan support, large majorities of Democrats, so 73% of Republicans, 74%, independent 65% view HSAs favorably. HSA take-up transcends party. 16% of Democrats report they have an HSA compared to 14% of Republicans. And majorities of Democrats, Republicans, and independents all support expanding health savings accounts so that workers can put all $16,000 of that money in an HSA that they control tax-free and without penalty. We're talking 76% of Democrats, 80% of Republicans. So this is an idea with broad popular support. And think about it, that $16,000 is going to mean the most to low-income families and 78% of low-income families also support giving workers the freedom to control that money without penalty. So the next logical question, if I can recall when medical savings accounts, the precursor to health savings accounts were created, I believe during the Clinton administration, um, that wasn't a highly touted feature of the law that they were passing at the time. And it seems that health savings accounts have just sort of been under the radar for most of the time that they've existed. Is that right? That is correct. And and the reason for this is that in each case, both what we call Archer Medical Savings Accounts and Health Savings Accounts, these changes were put into much larger laws that expanded government control over healthcare. And they were put in there uh, at the behest of conservatives and in order to buy some conservative support for those laws. With uh, Archer MSAs, it was the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996, or what we call HIPAA. It's the law that creates federal privacy standards for medical information, uh, expanded the the role of government in, in healthcare uh, pretty significantly. That was in 1996. Seven years later, in 2003, Congress passes the Medicare Modernization Act, which created the Medicare Prescription Drug Benefit, or Medicare Part D. 
that was a Republican bill, uh, and it dramatically expanded the government's control over the healthcare sector by creating this new entitlement program. And in order to get conservatives to vote for it, they tagged on this 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 conservative libertarian free market idea for giving consumers more control over their healthcare dollars. They called it health savings accounts. And as you say, in each case, everybody focused on the, you know, the major parts of the, those two pieces of legislation while Archer MSAs and now HSAs have sort of grown uh, quietly underneath the radar. We uh, are now at a point where tens of millions of Americans have health savings accounts. They have saved more than $100 billion in those accounts. And they're contributing another $40 billion every year, using some of it to pay their medical expenses. Uh, and, and the growth has been dramatic from a very low baseline. But right now, as, right now, as I mentioned, only about 15% of uh, respondents in this poll say that they have a health savings account. And health savings accounts are only allowing workers to control 4% of the $1 trillion that the federal government is coercing workers into surrendering to employers so their employers can make their healthcare decisions. So, so there's a lot more to be done with health savings accounts. We at the Cato Institute are trying to educate the, the public and policymakers about how the income tax has taken away Americans' right to make their healthcare decisions and how health savings, expanding health savings accounts can restore those rights. Michael Cannon directs health policy studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.